0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we keep on working through the business end of the season. The fallout from a busy weekend rumbles on with Glasgow's big two both thinking about what comes next. Brian Graham still angry about Partick Thistle's Covid relegation and wants to put it right in the playoffs this week. And speaking of playoffs, Airdrie against Hamilton in the Championship playoff this evening. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Hugh Evans. To say that Brian Graham is angry is an understatement statement Simon wait until you hear what he has to say it's coming up and it's well worth listening to Partick Thistle fans but you're right Gordon what a great week starting with a Lanarkshire derby tonight Partick Thistle at home to Aaron Friday and then those games from the bottom six at the weekend so much at stake I mean the top of the top flight never really goes quiet Simon Donnelly does it We might not have any midweek action And we know the title's done But everyone's thinking about the future And then you've got the battle for third Relegation Playoffs It's player of the year season It's all happening It's all happening indeed Yes uh, Going back to the playoffs there I think they'll be Very exciting My old club Partick there again You know always having to Win the two or three games to get up So yeah that'll be a tasty fixture on Friday night But yeah there's still a lot to play for this season And still a lot of fallout from Ibrooks as well you know. Ah, there always is Yeah there's No end of topics from uh, from that game I met Ange on uh, Sunday night at the I PFA noticed dinner. I saw you sharing a handshake yes, And I wondered Because yes. he must be the first Celtic manager In about 150 years That you've not actually had the chance to deal with face to face He, he, he recognised a fellow intellectual when he saw one And he came over <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that But anyway 01419511025 That is the number you need So please come on down Spare me from any more tales of Hugh and his handshakes And let us know what is on your mind tonight Maybe it is a bit more of a quiet day In the sense of breaking news No real breaking headline news for you uh, Fans of Glasgow's Big Two certainly So you can perhaps adopt a bit of a clean slate Maybe look forward Assess what the rest of this season looks like Now that the big... Is it meaningless? Is it not meaningless? One is out the way. Still got games to play. So what does it look like for you between now and the end of the season? What are you wanting to see? I know people are already looking ahead to the summer and rebuilds and recruitment and all that sort of stuff. So you can do. Maybe you want to talk playoffs. Would absolutely love to do that. Partick against there should be a cracker on Friday. As Hugh says, wait till you hear uh, Brian Graham's interview. Very interesting stuff. Maybe even get some Airdrie Hamilton fans on the way to the game tonight. That would be nice. I also believe in giving credit where it is due. Roger Hanna, I thought, on Monday night, summed up the game at Ibrooks perfectly by saying it was the most meaningful, meaningless fixture of the season. But you're quite right. Tonight is where we all start off with that Lanarkshire derby. Uh, Hamilton Ackies fans, some of them, an element getting... Plenty of stick from the chief executive Colin McGowan at Hamilton So uh, they should try getting behind the team tonight Because they'll need every bit of backing they can get Against Reese McCabe's side I think you were even quoted as well Was I? On Monday night You were singled out for oh, your for tweet yeah, That said, ah, come on, these games are never meaningless yeah. But then after the game you went Ah yeah, it was meaningless But with, to, a, with yeah, a bit of self-deprecation I in there I just wanted to uh, It was a bit tongue-in-cheek <laughs> I got a few replies to that A one. few nibbles bet. A little nibble Good. Yeah. That's the best way for it Come on then 01419511025 uh, 
It really is a bit up to you tonight I think it's a bit of a blank slate As I mentioned No hard-hitting breaking news as such But I would like to uh, Maybe delve a bit deeper Maybe we could get some callers For the teams involved In the playoffs There's just There's always something on your mind Celtic and Rangers fans Come on It never goes away It's a 24-hour 7-day-a-week operation So whatever you happen to be thinking today This is the perfect place To share it And there is still a lot to shout about you Going forward for the end of the season Look at the bottom of the table Look at the race for European places The SWPL title race Is going to be absolutely astonishing At the weekend With three different teams All able to win it on the final day So there's a lot going on You know the the split is uh, a great idea It gives us this end to the season Where you have Dundee United In a potentially catastrophic position They're going to Livingston. Uh, Everyone believes that Livingston have put away the tool bag for the the season. Got the passports out. Yeah, but Jim Goodwin can't rely on that. Dundee United have to fashion their own survival because they've let it slip. They had three Mm. wins in a row and they've let it slip now. Oh, here's another one for you. Hearts fans, this may interest you in particular, but... We all get very angry about refereeing decisions and red cards and VAR So maybe everyone could jump in on this I don't know if you've seen that Peter Haring has won his appeal Against the sending off he received against St Mirren at the weekend What do you make of that? That might feed into a wider discussion Because I actually meant to do this last night but we were so busy I'm sure you saw the clips from Monday Night Football in English Premier League Where they played some of the audio Some of the discussion that was going on Between the referee and the VAR In different situations this season So what would you make of that? Would you like to hear that up here? Would you like to get that type of insight? Would it do anything for you? Because you might not agree with the explanation But would it at least help you try and understand it? What do you think? Maybe we could tie those two together And you're more than welcome Hearts fans Maybe you're angry about the full thing uh, so you could give us a call Or you can speak more generally On the topic Red cards VAR Would you like to hear What the VAR is saying Would it help in any way Why don't we Set that up as a topic As well 01419511025 not seen anyone Who thinks that was a red card At the weekend No Hence why it, the appeal was won Well it's another One of those uh, Occasions where Why, why when it goes to VAR because it, it's not an obvious mistake Is that what the, the wording is? That would it be obviously is, but People felt it was obvious yeah. So that's so a good question I'd love to be able to answer it for yeah. you The only thing it's I strange. can say is that uh, Justice has been seen to be done uh, It was an unfair red card The mistake has been rectified mm. And that the hearts Aberdeen game at the weekend is huge it Never satisfies clubs that though Because you lose <laughs> the player on the day, don't you? You don't get him back mm. Well, I suppose at the very end of that particular day, Hearts got a penalty to get mm. them uh, th- th- at least one point and salvage something from the day. But yeah, you're correct that they, they, they are immediately punished and retrospectively mm. not punished. And just generally, Simon, the whole point of... It, it's <coughs> Because it's now happened a few times this season, I'm thinking uh, Tony Watt, Nicky Clark, was it Jago Hibbs, one of the Hibbs midfielders... It's never a great look when there's a red card VR upholds the red card yeah. Or gives the red card And then the appeal is won that's, that's, that just, It's just not <coughs> a great look That's when you, you told me that news when I came in That that was the confusing bit for me Because I've I seen the highlights of the game And you know it goes to VAR So why did they not get that right at the time? That's the confusion about it 
Anyway, right, you can make like it's there we are. See, we're off and running on a topic we never knew existed two minutes ago. So, tell me, let's see the, the stuff with Howard Webb on Monday night, mm-hmm. then obviously transparency and some communication mm-hmm. there. But how does that affect the actual frustration mm-hmm. of the supporter inside the stadium? Oh, well, that's the thing, it's it, it they are confused, unless. Unless this is step one and of a long out, process, because this wasn't this wasn't live. This was mm. clips of previous yeah. ones, which I think that, is great because we're, we're, we all get frustrated yeah. over the time about the, the length of time they get they take to get to decisions. But some of that explains it in the discussions. Mm. But it still doesn't solve I mean, let, the, let's, the guy let's, sitting at the stadium no, scratching his head. The cynic in you would say that. All right, let's hear some of the. The, the VAR explanations Where it was a bit more chaotic yeah. Or the ref didn't come out of it Looking so good And I think they did I think they did Play somewhere the There were perceived mistakes But um, Yeah when it's sort of Handpicked after the event yeah. but You never know Maybe it's the first step And uh, Maybe that's something That you would Maybe that's something That you would look to To rectify or improve on In the future Anyway Number of different things For you to get your teeth into 01419511025 Is the number you need So please give us a call or you can tweet your thoughts over at Clyde SSB. I think that see that small discussion has piqued the interest of Brian by the looks of it. Take it away, Brian. Yeah, so it's regarding this clear and obvious error. Uh, when the referee gives a decision in the pitch and then it goes to VAR and then it doesn't get overturned and then it goes to the appeal panel and it is overturned, it's making a mockery. Uh, VAR, as far as I'm concerned, it, it, it looks to me as if the VAR people don't want to overturn any obvious or any error whatsoever. And until they clear that up, VAR won't work properly. I think the problem, this is the thing who I've always struggled with VAR because remember, we're new to this, uh-huh. right? But it's been around for years now. I've always, it's the bit that I think probably sticks in most people's throat because their, their, their big theme is. Ah yeah, it's only it's only there to correct clear and obvious errors. Yeah. Great, but what you think is clear and obvious might be different from what Simon thinks is clear and obvious, which yeah. might in turn be different from what me or Brian think is clear and obvious. Like most things in life, VAR is imperfect. It cannot guarantee you 100% success. Howard Webb, the man who appeared on television uh, on Monday night and introduced the, the audio aspect of the conversations between VAR and the referee at the game is the same Howard Webb who has three times this season had to apologise to Brighton for oh you had to get decisions. that in there didn't it you just, <laughs> it just happens to be Brighton not my fault he on behalf of his association has had to apologise to Brighton three times results that have gone against them because of VAR decisions which could have cost them a place in the Champions League because of the the number of points they have been accumulating. So, whether it's England or Scotland or anywhere else you care to name, VAR is imperfect, but we have accepted it, embraced it because it does cut out mistakes. It doesn't catch everything. No. Uh, I mean, Brian, did you see that one that we were speaking about today, Peter Haring? Did you have you seen that over the weekend? Sorry to put you on the spot. Absolutely, that's what I was talking about, but I got it wrong with the producer. I said a Hibs player. I apologise for that. Uh, yes, I, when I seen the incident, I immediately thought, well, obviously it was it was highlights, so it wasn't overturned. If I was watching that live, I'd expect that to be overturned. And then obviously in the appeal panel, it wasn't. It was overturned, you know, rightly so. But this is not exclusive to Scotland. 
I mean, I know VAR's new for us, but England have used it now for three seasons, and they've got things wrong as well. I can remember uh, a penalty. I sent it off in a, a Man United Southampton game, but two years ago, Man United won the game nine nothing, and the eighth goal was a penalty, and the player was sent off. And obviously went to VAR and it was upheld. And then it went to an appeal panel two days later and it was overturned. So to me, it's, it's VAR. And I know they want to allow the referee to referee the game, but it was brought in to give... The game is so quick. The referee's got one view. He makes a decision on that view. If he gets it wrong, VAR should then be overturning it. It's not slighting the referee. It's helping us get to the right decision. Yeah, I think, I mean, Brian's right. I don't remember that incident in question. You could probably say in terms of like actual, almost official howlers that needed apologies, they've, yeah. they've possibly had a worse season than, than us down there. But anyway, that's that's for a, another day. Um, but th- that one in particular the, the Peter Haring one Simon I think you guys will know Everyone listening Just because I'm here And I'm on this side of the desk I'll always at least Just try to Understand where it's come from Even if I don't agree You know yeah. I don't have to agree But <clears throat> to just try and make sure You know Because there was one There was one a couple of weeks ago That everyone was all hot and bothered about But then you think Well That probably isn't a clear and obvious error So that, that, that just isn't going to get overturned that's, that's why I was asking you Earlier but, on but this, this clear and obvious d- difficult this one isn't yeah. it When you look at that tackle mm. Just doesn't really have many of the hallmarks of a red card no. for for anyone. You, no, like any tackle is going to have a bit a bit of speed. But it seemed was that not your classic sort of taking one for the team? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's barely more than a trip. It didn't have, you know? It didn't have the sort of endangering the opponent element. It just seems really surprising. One that's jumped into my head. But did Lundstrom get yeah at Hibs? But that was a second yellow. Is that no? Right? But no, again, he that? he won that appeal, didn't right. he? Yeah. So but as you said, and again, earlier, if, it, and it, as I've always said, you know, it's difficult to compare. But I think if anything, his was probably a bit higher, even though his yeah. wasn't a red either. Yeah. Possibly a bit higher. Yeah, I was just kind of meaning the kind of cynical side yeah, of it, just trying to, to stop an attack. To go back to your earlier point, Rangers were immediately punished by what was. Proved to be a wrong decision And then Morelos compounded the felony By getting himself sent off Rangers were down to nine men yeah. And lost a belated goal And two points with it But it's, it's, it's a difficult one Because Hearts lose the player Yeah Right but Funnily enough They come back And they, they get the equaliser the, the, the Maybe only the positive That you can take out it Is you know The suspension's lifted And, and the other you know, positive Is that You know In the end Justice was done uh, we can argue over the the immediate penalty of losing the player and the the, the progress of the game mm. thereafter, but in the end, mm. justice has been done. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of get where you're coming from, but I do think the problem with now because you've added this extra layer in the middle, so so people are then asking why why can't that layer be the justice? Why can't VAR be the justice if you need a third well, layer? I think all, that's the frustration, isn't all, it? All I can say is that. Um, two seasons ago, we were saying, well, when VAR comes in, all of that yeah. will stop. Uh, and the, the referee's naked eye is not good enough. Well, okay, that that was accepted. VAR was introduced, mm. and now we disagree with VAR. Brian, would you would you take anything from being able to hear the explanations about decisions we saw on Monday Night Football down in England? They, it was retrospective clips, if you like. Would that would that do anything for you? Would you like that? Oh, there's no doubt that anything that can improve the game and improve fans. 
you know, uh, understanding, you know, how a game's going is good. It's funny that Simon mentioned that Hibs Rangers game because that, that was that was in my mind. Now we didn't have VAR at that point. And yeah, I would have liked to have thought if we did have VAR, that that would have went to the VAR panel and then they would overturn that. But this is the problem. They've now get to the stage it's we're in dangerous territory here. Uh, we ha- want to help the officials get to the right decision. And in the Hearts game at the weekend, Hearts St Mellon, they didn't get to the right decision. Or that would not have been overturned by an appeal panel. We have to get to the right decision. And if that means overturning the referee's decision, uh, that that's the way it should be. And I think it's not VAR is good for the game. It's the way it's been used and interpreted at, at, at the moment where it's wrong. We have to get to the right decision. I, I think, can't emphasise that yeah. any further. I think that's a fair point Brian says because th- this whole discussion is loaded, isn't it? And I get it as well because I feel those frustrations. But you, just by nature, we remember the apparent mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember the apparent controversies and you end up skipping over all of those goals. All right. of those goals that have stood when they would have been ruled out previously or yeah. have been ruled out when they would have stood previously yeah. and your brain just doesn't want to go there no, I, I, listen I th- I th- I'm not the biggest fan of VAR mm-hmm. I'm not uh, maybe I'm just setting my ways but I did listen to Howard Webb I think it was on the radio yesterday morning and he was talking about the percentages of actually getting things right and it was high I can't remember exactly what the, but it was high so that they are getting stuff but as you say it's probably natural for us to focus yeah. on And by the way And by the way if, if you feel it's ruining Spectator experience Or whatever Then that that's still valid Whether it's yeah. But this is not An exact science When Howard Webb Is having a conversation About his arm Is not in an unnatural position yeah. That is not a penalty for me Somebody will say Yes it is mm. eh, yeah. His yeah. hand is in an unnatural position That is a penalty That That is Football in a nutshell Thank you very much Brian We'll take more of your calls Get them in 01419511025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is here Simon Donnelly alongside him And both waiting for you to get in touch You can tweet us as well Although not if they're like this This is the one and only Adam Colville says Super scoreboard always sounds so much better When you're sitting 30 degree heat in Gran Canaria sun Loving life on the balcony Listening to Shinjuku Shug's dulcet tones Ah (laughs) I've got this vision right of like The couples and the balcony next to above below Who is that guy? What is he on about? Are you a bit? Are you a big hit in the Canary Islands? I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah. I, I globally, globally yeah. appreciated. So obviously that time of year, your your partner in crime usually on a Wednesday night, Big Martin. I seen that. He's, yeah, he's. he's oh, I was going to use a sweary word. He's flown off. Yeah, to, he's um, flown off. He's flown Indeed. off yeah. to Portugal apparently, and I had to laugh honestly. So talk about some things never changing. I saw his partner took to. Instagram to, com- to complain well. that yeah. he was taking too long to get yeah. ready for dinner. Bare chested. Oh. I mean, it doesn't him. matter which part, which time zone he's in. I'm jealous. Right it'll enough. be yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah, you're in here with a hoodie on and it's looking pretty grey out there. Yep. But anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's go back to Peter, who's in Airdrie. How are you, Peter? I'm fine. So are you this evening? Yeah, all good here. All good. What have you got for us? Excellent. Um, yeah, my point's just on VAR, um, and I feel. 
we've misinterpreted or misunderstood what VAR was all about. Um, if we go, you know, and look at rugby, um, for an example, um, it was introduced. Yes, okay, you know, rugby's deemed demands the gentleman's sport, football's more the thug sport. Um, and I understand there's a, mo- a lot more respect for ref resistance and stuff like that in rugby. However, um, VAR, like we're talking about, listening to the referee, listening to what they're actually saying and the officials speaking amongst themselves, I think it's brilliant because it allows you to fully understand how they've came to that decision, how the decision was first called. He's not being overturned. He's not being looked upon whether he's made a mistake or not. He's just act, you know, acting in a point of confirmation or just having that the security of the decision is indeed the decision that he's came to. And I think, why can we not be using that in the same way in football? Um, I just feel that we're, we're, we're totally going away from, from the, the, the point of what it's there for. It should be there to assist the referee, not make the decisions for the referee. And I feel that that's what you know rugby do. And you know why, why can't we do it? Do you think so? We do it for you, Peter. I mean, I I must admit, like I'm I'm probably in the same boat as you. It'd be so interesting to, for me, just personally, to hear it. I I do sort of wonder, particularly with the, you know with the level of scrutiny and the intensity. I wonder how many fans out there it would actually satisfy. Because you know it would just say, oh yeah, that's your explanation, but I don't agree with that. And and we then sort of. If we think things are under the microscope now Soon we'll be poring over the words that the referees use and, and trying to hang them on one little thing That they've you know said wrong or whatever Is that a danger here? Again it's like when you listen to the referee In rugby When he makes that call He, he you know the, the, That's another thing as well And talk about the clock stops I get it in football Then it's an argument about Well it should have been five minutes of additional time Seven minutes of additional time We watched you know, the, the European ch- uh, Championships and it was ridiculous, the 10 minutes and 11 minutes that were being added on. Why don't we stop the clock? I know, again, football's a free-flowing and we want that to continue. We don't want it to be stop-start. But if it's a decision that's going to make the difference between, you know, a Celtic Rangers match where that goal could win Celtic League or vice versa win Rangers League, then I, I'm happy for them to take that time to listen to how that referee's got to that decision yeah, we're still potentially going to disagree with it, but he's explaining how he's reached that decision. He then goes upstairs and says to him, look, I'm just needing clarification on that. What I've seen is this. Do you agree that that's what you've also seen? Yes, we do. No, actually, we don't. We've seen it this way. And then they can still overturn it. But where that's running over to a screen, and straight away, how many matches do we watch live? And as soon as we know they're going to screen, we know the decision's getting overturned. You know, so I feel it makes a mockery of our referees, a mockery of the game, and it's not using VAR the way VAR should be instructed to be used. Hugh, what about you? This specifically, because it's easy to get the scatter gun out here. Specifically, the notion of hearing how the decision is reached. Yeah, would you like that? I am uh, all for transparency. I'm all for people getting what they want, which is to to hear the explanation. But I am utterly cynical. At I the same thought you might be. I don't think that people want an explanation. I don't think they want analysis of how the referee and the people in central office came to this decision. They want an apology. Uh, So, you know, I go back to the point. This is not an exact science. To listen to Peter and uh, applying the the rules as they are used in rugby and we want this and that and the, the, the conversations, 
we are in danger of disappearing up our judicial backside here. Mm, yeah, although, you know, I give you a row very often for speaking on behalf of everyone and you say people don't want an explanation, they want an apology. Yeah. Again, you may be right for a lot of people, but Peter is, is telling you he's not one of them. Simon, would it do anything for you if there was a decision? I think I spoke about it before. It, it, it would help, but again, I go back to the guys at the game. They're, they're not getting that explanation. If we're sitting... Mm. Am I right in saying with the, the rugby, it's if you're sitting watching the telly, or is it is it over the tannoy explanations at rugby? Well, well, I don't know. But the thing, let's let's assume that 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 is maybe maybe that's the dream though. Maybe that maybe that's the maybe that's the end game. But just generally generally help. speaking, I, I an explanation would, would it work for you? It would help. Yes, it would. Uh, where they get the explanation, where they're coming from with it, I think it would help. Communication always helps. Mm. But as Hugh says, there'd still be people out there, you know. Picking little holes in it You know yeah. and, and, and saying but I am not speaking for everyone Simon But you know yeah. You have played For One I'm of the old firm People believe It's a fix Yeah And look I I am acutely aware of that Being here on On the show And I do I can almost envisage Much like VR Where you've got these high hopes That it's going to be A tool for improvement And then we would get calls. I mean, see when the ref said that. What about him yeah. saying? What about that word that he said? And yeah. that that sort of worries me to an extent. But I mean, maybe I, would, I wouldn't agree with Peter's with, with, with the, the reference about the thugs and different. Oh, of course a, not. I can't a, believe he said that on the show. It's a different sport. It's a different sport. And strip it by. I go and watch grassroots football and referees give explanations. People don't accept explanations. No. So even to have that out there, you know, and the transparency, there will still be people. Mm. Wanting to argue with the no, yeah, but again, that's healthy, isn't it, Peter? It doesn't. It does, it's possibly not enough of a reason to not do it, is it? No, I mean, again, I, I totally understand what Simon's saying about you know comparing the, the sports, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form. As I say, I'm I'm a football fan. You know, I I love my football, and and I'm never going to compare it to any other sport. But I just I, I just look at how that it's been able to be integrated into another sport. And there is not this, the discussions that we are having, uh, that they're, they're having in that sport about how that didn't work or that's not. It, there's an acceptance there that they understand it's there to, to make the decisions or not make the decisions, but assist the decisions. And we're using it to make the decisions. So therefore, we're not being refereed by the referee, we're being refereed by VAR. Um, and that's where I feel it's taken. When it initially was introduced, it was that belief of this is going to stop potential you know, big game changing decisions happening, and I feel it's not it's it's not doing that. It's making it worse because as as both you know the guys are saying, it's then allowing you know the or there's a conspiracy or he supports so and so or this is the reason they've came to that decision, and it's 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 just then making it even more of a okay. But I wonder if that's the thing. You know, that is the thing. As much as I'm agreeing with a lot of what Peter's saying, I keep hearing this. You know, it, when we talk about that. If we're limiting this to the number of decisions correct I keep hearing it's making it worse when it's not It can't be Even if you think it's not getting enough for you it, It's not getting we, worse we, It's obviously not getting worse We are in the infancy of our implementation of VAR And at the moment It looks as if Peter's correct That every time a referee goes to the monitor He's going to award a penalty Or send someone off But perhaps there will come the day when referees do go to the monitor and say, no, no, I, I think my in initial decision was correct. Uh, and at that point, 
Someone will question the referee And not VAR uh, So as I say We don't go in for Long discussions While the game is being played uh, And we have this conviction As Peter does That referees are going to the monitor And being told what to do And therefore the referee's not charged Big brother mm. in the big brother office Is in charge But This May change over the Passage of time Because we are As I say A matter of months Into VAR In our game uh, Do you know I just Obviously I'm always on Twitter During the show Just to make sure anything uh, Nothing's happening in front of us See if you're listening And you think Hugh Keevan Simon Donnelly They're talking rubbish They've had a bad day at work Do you know who's having a bad day at work? The guy or girl Who's in charge of UEFA's Twitter account They've posted a graphic With Real Madrid And Inter Milan and it says the finalists confirmed and the scene is set. Answer five questions correctly for the chance to head to Istanbul. Did, did they know something? That I thought it yeah. kicked off in Australia already <laughs> or something, and we'd we know the result. I was totally confused. Mm. I thought, how have I missed this? Not half looking um, forward to that game tonight, though. Well, that'll yeah. be a bit of a game, yeah. 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 What, Audrey Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, thank you very much to Peter. That was an interesting call. Well put across, Peter, on 01419511025. Uh, and you can tweet over there as well Just try not confuse me as much as that UEFA tweet did I must say that was not something uh, That I necessarily expected I suppose Hugh what, When you see uh, an experiment As it was Talking about Monday Night Football And, and playing audio from, from VAR It's easy to sort of Want to, to leap on it all You know right right now The, the there aren't many leagues In fact there aren't any I don't think Who who have that You know on a regular basis it, it does seem like it's That even that idea Is in its infancy You know To, to, to get the explanations out yeah. there Because as I said Even the other night Although we saw it It was clips from Weeks ago um, That were being Explained retros But just fine It's better than nothing But maybe don't be fooled Into thinking Yeah that's it That's what we need We need full explanations At all times oh, right now Because uh, the chances of us and I don't like to be self-deprecating like this, but the chances of us being the first to do that, pretty slim. I go back to the point that if Big Brother Central uh, say to the referee, his arm is not in an unnatural position, uh, it's not a, a penalty kick, then someone will disagree with that. So mm. you, 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 if the technology is there, you have used the technology, the people in the Big Brother mm. office have given their analysis of it and the referee can agree mm. or disagree but there will still be people yeah. to say no 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 they're yeah. wrong no I know but but that it's still for a lot of people a lot some I don't know the number um, w- would be nice to hear I think there was a handball clip the other day and someone you know the explanation is you know okay I think that hand's by its side I think his hand's by his side I think he's trying to get it out of the way mm. I think it comes off of his thigh first Um Let's take the weekend as an example, right? Connor Goldson goes down yeah. with the hand that hits. hits the floor. Not not everyone knows the rules off the heart because that, mm. that's not fun. That's not a fun way to consume your football. But if you hear, again, you might not agree with it, but if you if you hear that ref or that VAR saying, right, okay, let's have a look at that. Yep, ball <clears> definitely hits the arm, but that's his supporting arm. If it's a supporting arm, that's not deemed a penalty. Yep, I'm happy with that. Are you happy with that? Okay, on we go, play on. Yeah, I think listen. I think the reasonable person out there would accept that, and and that's where when I looked at the stuff on Monday night with Howard Webb, there was a part of me going right, okay, I've I've got frustrated with lengths of time of them getting to decisions, but that is maybe explained a wee bit clearer to me. 
So I'm maybe going to be a wee bit more accepting the next time. Mm. Probably, probably not, because you just get yeah, frustrated with things true. anyway, you know. But at least there's something there, and it's after the game you're looking and going, right, okay, that's how they got to that decision. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's uh, it's a wee bit off for us in this this country. Just David, now. I can't see it anytime soon. In Airdrie has some thoughts, and you will hear them next. This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 Don't think I've forgotten about you Airdrie and Hamilton fans It would be quite nice to hear from you If you're on your way to the game tonight Big one uh, in the playoffs So why not get in touch Let us know how you're feeling heading into it Brian Graham's fired up for the party game on Friday That's for sure We'll hear from him later in the show uh, Anything else happening? UEFA haven't announced the result of any other games Have they? No uh, Apparently not yet So we'll keep an eye out And bring David into the conversation Who's from Airdrie How's it going David? Uh, great James Thanks very much for the call Pleasure Good to have you I think don't think we've had the pleasure of your company before What's made you call tonight? First thing God Thanks very much uh, It's a bit of a reaction to the chat earlier on About the the kind of rugby analogy and the, the relation to rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start off by saying good luck to Airdrie. A wee soft spot for them. I hope they do well. Good to see them back up at the top, um, the top half of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my two kids, my youngest kids, played rugby first. And, and when they moved to football, as much as I'm a footballer, I always kind of felt that there was something missing when they moved to football. The, 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 kind of, the ethos of rugby... Is so good, and I think that's part of the reason why try to take that, bring that into football, kind of won't work. Um, you've got within. I don't think within football you'll get the same kind of reaction to the VR and to, the, to, to hearing what the referee's saying because I think football's getting more extremes. To be honest with you. Oh, well that is true And I must admit We've already smashed through The quota of times You're allowed to mention rugby On this show I must well, admit um, we're, we're now psychoanalysing people No but I think I, I kind of get what David means Hugh Without going too deep Right we'll just We'll dip our toe for a second If If the whole culture Is so confrontational And so disagreeable Then the chances of you being satisfied By a referee's explanation As picked up by VAR And then broadcast to people Probably isn't going to do it for you Yeah I mean but get, get what David means Yeah uh, Rugby people They can drink at their matches You can't drink at football yeah, matches Yeah that's what I'm saying I'm not mad et cetera, on the comparison et But I mean If we're now going to Psychoanalyse Individual supporters How much is he prepared mm. to accept? You do it You've just said earlier on That people don't want a an explanation They want an apology that's You've psychoanalysed them Yeah uh, Because that, That's based on A uh, Decades worth of studying the people <laughs> Is that and, what you do? Yeah And uh, you know the, This is the nature of the Scottish football fan uh, I, I won't talk about football fans in any other country Because I work in this one I live in this one mm. I, I have gone to football matches in this one for decades And VAR just filled me with joy when it came in Because it was a disaster from the get-go because Scottish people can't handle mm. this stuff. Yeah, and I get I get what Hugh means, but some things are unavoidable. Like the comparison with rugby is difficult, but some yeah. things are unavoidable. We've got a very big, rich, powerful <laughs> footballing neighbour, right? So it is, it is hard to ignore that. In fact, we've just been speaking about, about something that you know happened on Monday Night Football. Very tough to ignore that. And I have to say, I was out listening to the radio today, driving around, one of the 
uh, one of the kind of national stations, I think, high profile ex player on. And honestly, when I heard this phrase, right, it was VAR in theory, there's nothing wrong with it, but the referees operating it just aren't good enough. And I thought, hold on a minute, that's what we say. That's apparently that that's our problem. <coughs> yeah. So I get, I know it because he has been here and he, he's caught up in the cynicism of it all. But this notion that only we can't handle it and only we will make a mistake of it and only we have these issues, it just isn't the case. No, I think it's I think it's football. I think it's football and rugby. It's different supporters, different people, and I, and I go back to. I strip it right back to the grassroots stuff The, the, the stuff I see there Emotions and, and people behaving Out of character and ridiculous stuff Being said towards officials at that level So I don't see it changing any mm. I've I watched rugby from time to time You know, the, the Scotland games And there seems to be more of a respect With players towards the referee and it's, But it's just a different I'm done I'm done with the comparisons to rugby yeah. Sorry David um, However right, let, Let's limit this Particularly to football David As a football fan Would being able to hear Because I, I, I want to try and get specific We, we can just Get the scattergun out And moan about everything To do with VAR It wasn't really What got us started If you were to hear The audio From the referee The VAR How they came to A decision you personally as a football fan Would you like that? What would it do for you? I would like it But I would like it Because I'm a moderate <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way um, But that's not what we all are I think that will cause more issues Potentially But like football like, It's like Republicans, Democrats You know It's like one extreme or another There's always going to be the extremes I think for me One of the points I was wanting to make uh, Gordon was that You know Maybe maybe we take the, the point That this is an experiment it takes time to get to get this right. So maybe by the end of this season, by the end of the next season, we we go back, we analyse the results, we analyse analyse the decisions, we t- we we null out, nullify out the the strip that the guy's wearing, and we improve it gradually. And at the end of the day, we'll get a system that works, and it works as good as it could possibly work. But see, I, that, see, this is the bit, David, that I've now become really curious about. Because this is Going back to what I said earlier I wonder if that's actually a pipe dream Because I just I just said it Four What well, they had four years Four years in England All the money Full time refs Twenty odd cameras at a game And I keep hearing Pundits Managers Players Fans Saying This isn't working The refs aren't good enough They're making too many mistakes It's ruining the experience Etc etc this idea that we will somehow get to a satisfactory level for everyone. I wonder if everyone has got the wrong expectations. Well, I, as I said, we'll never get to the point where everyone's happy. Um, maybe, maybe it's part. It's a system. It takes time. You improve the VR system. You improve the referees. You improve the VR system, and we get there eventually. When I say there, I don't mean there for everyone. Because no, you're never going to get to the point where everyone's happy. That will never be the case. And we all have different opinions of that kind of scenario and how it works. But I, 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 my point is, my short point is that I think it's a system that does work and it, it should work um, eventually. And by the way, I'm a Celtic fan. So seeing that, that's, that's important. I, I look around me and I see sane, rational men like Derek McInnes, the manager of Kilmarnock. And I remember him saying a few weeks ago, I am sick to death of VAR. 
Now if it's getting to the sane and the rational They're going to have to wait Like fans Players Everyone else To see how this Resolves itself because That's, that's it's my point I, I don't want to keep repeating, early it word, days. Re- repeating it word for word In the leagues where it's not early days They say the exact same things yeah. as we do So yeah. Football That is the, the very nature of football The volatility of football But We Pundits And uh, Punters Are in the early days of it So We're having a Real good shouting match Every week about this That and the other And now it's Audio as well as video Yeah And maybe that Maybe that's the sad bit Simon Maybe that's the depressing bit The bit that That people feared generally When when VAR would come in Because I'll keep hammering this point And presumably In four years We'll still be saying The refs aren't good enough And making too many mistakes Get rid of this Because if they're still doing it In the big leagues right now Four years on Will we be doing the same? Are we spending too much time? How do you you strike that balance then? From from a football perspective, I hope they improve it. I hope it. I hope it gets better in time. I think the, I think the English one has got better. I think going back to they're still they're still know, moaning about it all know, the time. That's where when Var says you've got your Var came in, they were saying it would it would stop debate. It doesn't. It just it, it increases mm, debate. As, as Hugh says, and granted, this might be a, a tick in the transparency and communication column, but they've had numerous instances this season where they've had to offer official apologies to clubs yeah, for yeah. blatant. Undeniable Mistakes. errors So if that's it Having got better Yeah you know, It doesn't, doesn't bode Particularly <laughs> well does what, it What are you wanting Just to get rid of it <laughs> That's the thing I, I, Either that Or it's going to require A real <laughs> Attitude reset From us But well, I, I, don't, I don't think You can expect you, people To do that either If you got rid of it Then I would say this to you No, yeah, That's the thing That's not an option No, no I, I know happening. that But l- let me make the point If it, you did get rid of it uh, We in this country Still object to Jeff Hurst's goal <laughs> in the World Cup, and that was fifty-seven years ago. But Joe, we, jo- Joe Jordan's handball, yeah, but Big Joe did touch it with his hand. Yeah. We, we get away with one at Anfield that night. There you go. <laughs> I think as we've got a new thing to try and inject some light relief into this, we do. What's your favourite goal that would have been ruled out had VAR <laughs> been in operation? Those are good examples, I must say. Um, Anyway, there we are I think that just about does it For the first part Thank you very much David First time we've had The pleasure of your company Hopefully it won't be the last Thanks Good man That was David Nerdry On the usual number Now that usual number It's always important But particularly at this time In the show It becomes important For a different reason Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Right, beat the pundit time Let's see what you are made of I think it's two out of two for the pundits this week Which is not great I must admit doesn't sit particularly well with me So let's see if we can knock them off their perch 0141 951 1025 You come on here If you get more questions right than Hugh Keevans or Simon Donnelly You win a signed ball It is that simple So let's hear from you before 7 o'clock Your chance to beat the pundit is next The winning team Season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly, Hugh Keevans, both here for your listening pleasure tonight on 01419511025. I said it was maybe a slightly quiet midweek, and then we spent one hour arguing about VAR. So there yeah. we go. If you've got anything to add, uh, you can please feel free to do so. We might indeed move on 
uh, Thinking about what comes next for the teams at the top We've got playoff action tonight as well uh, Playoffs coming thick and fast across the next few days So lots going on Get in touch, give us a call And we will speak to you as soon as we finish this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football Too easy for my liking Last night a 5-2 win for Mark uh. Wilson Can't be having that on my conscience Jack and Lark Hall, how are you? I'm not bad, how are you? Yeah, good thanks you, I don't know what it is I think you sound good Jack, I think you sound confident Am I right? Aye, well we're on our way to the Airdrie game So we're hoping oh, we. for a Right, we oh, Give we. me the details How many uh, are we talking? There's four A's in the car oh, But it'll just be me <laughs> nah, I, 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 yeah. Four on one Listen there are no rules Against that Jack The more the merrier Just make sure you give me The final answer Because it can get a bit confusing uh, What are you thinking In fact you know We'll talk Airdrie Hamilton after Beat the pundit Because you know It's just so tense We just want to crack on With the main event So uh, I'll toss the coin If it's heads It will be Hugh Evans. Tails it will be Simon Donnelly For the four on one it's tails Come on Simon Bring it on do you, to, do you want to go and ask them To bring more of their pals just Bring to it on Jack fight? And his three pals uh, Right I'm going to give Simon Some greatest hits radio To listen to uh, Jack and friends Here are the rules Pretty straightforward Answer as many questions As you can And your best passing And moving on If you don't know the answer Okay That's fine Good man 30 seconds And your time starts Now Which St Mirren player Has scored three times Against Celtic this season Mark O'Hara Robbie McCrory's brother Plays for which other Scottish team? Aberdeen Name any current Scottish Premiership side That Brian Graham Played for before Partick Thistle Ross County Which Scotland International Plays for Club Bruges? Jack Hendry Name any Scottish Premiership goalkeeper Who's played every minute Of every league game? Uh, pass Which French side Will Man United face At Murrayfield in July? Uh, Leon Okay Let's bring back Simon Donnelly Simon can you hear us? Yes He was good as his word I'm not telling you If it was a good performance But right. I think Jack answered them all Without much yeah, Much help Help Unless okay. they were just Doing hand signals or something okay. um, But anyway Are you ready? <clears throat> yes Let's go then Your time starts now Same questions Which St Mirren player Has scored three times Against Celtic this season? Pass Robbie McCrory's brother Plays for which other Scottish team? Livingston Name any current Scottish Premiership side That Brian Graham played for Before Partick Thistle United. Which Scotland international plays for Club Bruges? Hendry. Name any Scottish Premiership goalkeeper who's played every minute of every league game. Hart. Which French side will Man United play at Murrayfield in July? Leon. Rabi Matondo joined Rangers from a club in which country? France. Jack and Co. Have you done enough? I don't think so I, I really? missed a couple of the questions Because I couldn't hear it mm, I don't know Who's with you Jack? Cause I think you did answer all of them on your own Am I right? Aye they threw me under the bus You just watched me They're hopeless <laughs> They three Who are they? Name and shame uh, Just Matthew Bowles Ryan Martin and Stuart mm, I didn't think they offered you much help But I thought you did okay Let's find out how well Mark O'Hara Has scored three times against Celtic So it's 1-0 to Jack Robbie McCrory's brother Plays for Aberdeen 2-0 to Jack Oh dear 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 he couldn't hear the questions <laughs> Terrible I'm, I'm start I'm amazed that Jack thought he got these wrong um, Good way for Simon to get back into this Because I reckon you had Brian Graham we at Dundee did. United yes, But did. he also played for Ross County And, and Jack got oh. it Oh dear Jack Jack's enjoying this Jack's namesake Hendry Plays for Club Bruges So you got that But so did he 4-2 oh. Jack's flying 100% right 
Then it turns slightly Ooh. You pass the next one The Premiership goalies With every minute of every game Are Quite a few actually Trevor Carson Liam Kelly Ross Laidlaw David Marshall And Joe Hart Simon Donnelly Pulls One back Man United will play Leon Simon You got that But so did ah, Jack Jack <laughs> Which meant You really needed Rabi Matondo Joined Rangers From a club In which country Belgium Nah it was Schalke Of Germany, Germany. So a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 4 victory for Jack and Co Well done Jack <laughs> I'm shocked at that <laughs> Why is that Jack? I just I, I don't even know I, I'm gobsmacked the, the Ross County one Was a complete guess To be honest Jack you were flying You're absolutely flying Right tell me more about this What's the What's the Airdrie link you're, I don't think you're an Airdrie fan Assume some of your pals Airdrie fans What's the What's the script? No, so we had been going to the lap call Thistle games the last couple of weddings days, but we were looking for something to do. So we thought we'd got to one of the playoffs. I like that. I really like that yeah. as an idea. It has captured the imagination. And I must say, Hugh, yes, yeah, it's, it's not the playoff to get in the, the top league, but there's something about that. Airdrie Hamilton, there's a Lanarkshire Derby of in course. there. Airdrie free scoring, knocking numerous goals past everyone, including Falkirk. The Ackies, not long ago in... Our top flight, one of, in fact, the first beneficiary yep. of the reintroduction of the playoffs. That's got oh, that's got a lot going for it. That game, yeah, and when the chief exec of Hamilton Aggies has to appeal for the crowd to turn up and support the team, uh, you know there's a little bit of trouble there. Uh, so it is all the makings of an exceptionally good game. So Jack and his pals have made the right decision. Uh, neutrals, Jack, or have you got a, a preference? Uh, to be honest, probably Airdrie. Yeah, I was. He's from Lark Hall. I'm thinking he's just up the road. Maybe the old Hamilton link. I don't know. But um, Simon, it's, it's a fascinating one. That it's I like a good one. Yeah, it. it's a good one. I think Airdrie. I haven't seen them, but I believe exciting attacking team. Uh, obviously, I worked with John Rankin at Dundee United as well, so it's a big night for him. But I think it'll be tight over the two legs. Have you forgotten your three weeks at Breakin with Reese McCabe, or was he not there? Reese wasn't there. Ah, you get away with it, man. I know he was there with Mark Wilson at some point. 98 goals in all competitions this season. How, how long did you give me there? Three weeks? 40, 42 days it was. Mm, <laughs> right, a, sorry, six weeks. <laughs> My apologies. Sorry, I got it three weeks out. Um, uh, Jack, the sign ball is on its way. Well done. Take care. Cheers, bye. Good man, Jack, and his band of silent friends. I bet they all said as well Don't worry we'll help you We've got your back Jack Didn't oh. utter a word Didn't need their help Bad start there a bad start Disappointed in you Yeah I must poor, admit Yeah I must admit um, I knew I mean Robbie McCrory, McCrory himself is a stupid one He himself was on What was the first Olivia, question as well? Which said oh, Mirror players scored three times I've Watched the ah, games Yeah Poor I start I know I know I know Keep Retrieve it Ah, there we are. Anyway, 0141-951-1025. Get your calls in, put your point across to Simon and Hugh. And uh, there we are. I was on the lookout really for Airdrie and Hamilton fans. And we got the next best thing. Not necessarily an Airdrie or Hamilton fan, but someone who's going to that game anyway. A 7.35 kickoff, I think. Weird. I'm not suggesting for a, for a second that you've got a typo on that sheet, producer Chris. It sounds about right. 7.35. Um, so looking forward to that Tough one for our old pal of the show last night Jim Duffy Clyde going yeah, down 3-1 three, three, one. One at Annan Yeah, yeah got so all to do back. All to do now uh, I think Duff said himself that at 2-1 His team fell apart They they just lost their way I had to say I watched it when I got in Because obviously listen that's Don't don't bother me with that Champions League nonsense I'm Annan Clyde every day of the week right. um, I thought there was a blatant foul for Annan's second goal I don't know how he took that 
You know, he's he's a mild mannered when he yeah, wants he to takes be. Everything in his stride. He, he, mm. He's philosophical about everything. But uh, all to play for. What more can you do? You've got ninety minutes to undo the damage on Saturday. Good luck, James. Mm, okay, let's bring in Graham and Belsill. How's it going, Graham? Good evening, guys. How you doing? Not bad in here at all. What are your thoughts tonight then? Uh, I suppose uh, there's lots to talk about tonight, but uh, just to reflect again back on the old firm game from the weekend. I know we're Wednesday and the fallout still continues. Do, you do not have to apologise. You carry on. Um, I was wondering what you the guys thought about what the managers might have learned from the weekend. Um, two points that I wanted to make was perhaps Michael Beals identified some plenty, you know enough players that, that that want to be in that shirt next year, and there's a bit of kind of drive to kind of move the club forward with the new additions. And whether also Mister Mister Postigoglu is maybe. Realised he doesn't have as you know a greatest depth in squad as perhaps he thought he did. I know he made changes, and that's a point that, that that's been made by the Celtic fans that it wasn't the, the first choice eleven. But you know he, he didn't have Jackie to to replace Kyogo. He had O, which I don't think you know don't think he really set the, the, the header alight at the weekend. So you know, is there a concern from him from that point of view? And you know, same same thoughts, vice versa. The Celtic now think actually Rangers might be up for the fight next year and we might see that there's a wee bit of a spark in the fact that Celtic's team might not be as strong out with their first 11. Well, and, you know, go well, ahead and in the season, will that have an impact? It's a good question. Why, what did both managers learn? Why wouldn't Ange Postacoglu think that Rangers would be up for it next season? He's been here long enough mm. to understand the rivalry. That, that There's no way that in his mind he's thinking, oh, well, it'll be the same story next season and uh, Celtic will win the league in Canter. Uh, Ange Postacoglu set out to find out things about players That's my interpretation of events And when Celtic drew 1-1 with Motherwell earlier in the season at Celtic Park I said to you then Iwata is no Hitati O is no Kyogo And Ange Postacoglu on Saturday decided to play a team And try to learn about players And now if what you learn is negative rather than positive, then that's still part of the learning process. Mm. So he put out the team. Rangers were deserved winners and should have won by even more than the three-goal margin. Uh, so for Ange Postacoglu, he has learned and he will have made a mental note of those who did give him a negative response and, and, and those who gave him a positive response. And for Michael Beale. He came away knowing that in Cantwell he has someone he can build the future around. Uh, in Raskin he has an excellent signing. Uh, in McCrory he has a, a reliable goalkeeper. So for him he can take satisfaction in getting that win that he needed over Celtic. An emphatic win and a win that allows him to believe that if he makes the right signings in the summertime then it really is game on next season. So Graham's point, Simon, um, about Ange Postacoglu, will he yeah. have learned that maybe he doesn't have strength and depth to the same extent as people say or to the same extent as he thought or maybe in particular areas? Yeah. That yeah, fair that, thing? Yeah, that, I think that's that fair. That I, th- and I think you're saying performance has been negative, but I think that's a positive. I think when you, you go to an environment like Ibrox and a big game like that, he is testing players there. He is. You know, when he's testing his squad... And we've seen in the past that if players don't get to those standards, they're quickly moved on. Uh, he's come out today or said that he's, he's what to strengthen again. He wants to go to the next mm. level, which from a Celtic perspective must be exciting because they've, well, they're on the cusp of a, a treble. 
But when you're missing guys like Carter Vickers, big player, uh, Greg Taylor didn't play. Greg Taylor's stamped that left back hmm. place for his own. The boys that came in, you know, Celtic didn't perform well, so it's difficult when you're in a team that don't play from the start. Yeah, well they that, just start the game quick. That's what but I was wondering. guys there that didn't do themselves favours. That's what I'm wondering about big picture because ultimately. You you can lose games of football and yeah. you can you can play badly. I mean, right. Celtic don't do it very often, but I mean, is he likely to? Because some have got a different body of work than others. We've not really seen many of them a lot, but mm. for particularly Kobayashi and O, they're both new, they're both young. Is he seriously going to look at Saturday and say, "Oh well, they won't do for me next season"? No, I don't think. Or is it going to take more? I wonder if Bernabe's in a slightly different scenario. He's maybe been a bit longer. Played a wee bit more. Would he? If there was one that, that, that does that apply to, you know, was it just an off day for the three of them? Or is, and I just use them as so examples because yeah. But you've got you've got to credit Rangers. I, I covered the game. Rangers start the game very very quickly and they get the goal in five minutes. You know, and you could see the goal coming because Celtic uncharacteristically were a wee bit slack in their passing, and Rangers came out mm. the, the blocks. They have to. You know, it's they have to go and try and make a statement. They've been beaten in the, the big important games against Celtic in recent times. They were at home. They had to. Uh, Graham, I know you are a Rangers fan, but it was a fairly balanced, you know, opening and opening question. From your perspective, though, what what did you learn then? So, uh, for me, the first thing I learned is Robbie McCrory's our number one next season, in my view. I think the guy's ready. I think it's time that we started to develop from within and give people a chance. I, I wouldn't be going out and, and spending money on somebody like Jack Butland, who's been a bit of a journeyman and stuff like that. I think now we, we consider Robbie McCrory to be our number one, perhaps keep John McLaughlin as the number two, save a bit of money there. I also learned that I think we have personally won the midfield in both this game and the, the, the Cup game as well. Um, even though we didn't win the match, I think our midfield is is looking pretty spectacular at the moment. So, um, yeah, while while I was up against you know a team that perhaps uh, has been weakened for a learning purpose, for example, as you've said, um, you know I, I I saw a lot in there to think that we've got a, a good a good you know future going forward. I thought Yilmaz as well was brilliant. Nobody's really talking about him, but you know I can see possibly uh, him kind of coming in I don't know if Barisic is, is, is part of the future plans or not he might be somebody we could make money off of at this point um, so yeah I did I did learn a lot We're going to hear a lot of, of this I think Hugh because we presumably see Robbie McCrory again at the weekend against Hibs I can't, can't see any reason why not no. um, has he done enough I mean Graham saying no point spending money on a, a journeyman like, like Jack Butland can you see Robbie McCrory going from Barely seen in third choice, and yes, he was injured. To number one next season, when you're trying to, you know, topple Celtic and yeah, get domestic dominance and all that stuff. I'm slightly doubtful. Uh, and here we have another Scottish trait. Uh, Robbie McCrory comes in and uh, has done exceptionally well. Clean sheet against Aberdeen. Clean sheet against Celtic, and enough to make Graham say, "Don't do anything." Other than make him the number mm-hmm. one goalkeeper I'm not sure that's uh, what's going through Michael Beale's mind I think Butland will come in But I said that McCrory has shown himself to be reliable mm. And that's what you need I, I, I don't think John McLaughlin will be there next season I don't think McGregor will be in football at all next season uh, So for Rangers it was an extremely positive day And it's amazing uh, how flat the Celtic supporters have felt there was a time when they were saying we didn't play well and we still beat Rangers 
And then there comes the day when you don't play well And mm. you don't beat Rangers And that changes everything We've used this scenario with you before Because you played with a young Alan McGregor Didn't you? When you yeah. were at Dunfermline And I must admit Because it was so long ago I don't know specifically what the likeness is But I have heard it this week Well, you know, Alan McGregor was out on loan And, yeah. and then sort of just just, th- just came to the fore yeah. as Rangers number one Can that can it really happen or would you expect a bigger I, name? I think it could happen I'm just thinking there as, as you was talking You know, if... The Rangers fans remember back to when when Griggs came back from Dunfermline. Would he have been tipped there and then to go on and have yeah, that's the, the bit? That's the bit. Obviously, I can't really you know, remember. So he's obviously took his chance. Specifics. I can't really remember either. But he's obviously took his chance. This lad's in now. He's mid twenties, which is still quite young for a goalkeeper. But he's taking his chance just now. It's it, a couple it, of good saves, wasn't there? And quick, yeah, off, quick off the for line O'Reilly. in particular. He had a really good save for O'Reilly, an important part in the game. If Celtic get a goal, you never know. It was a good save, strong hand. Uh, but he's taking his chances, and he has to has to do that week mm. in, week out. Thank you, Graham. Some very interesting points, well made. Jeffrey is up next. Jeffrey, what's your thoughts? Hello, good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Um, I've got two points to make. Go for it. Right, I think McCrory should get. Uh, should play to the end of the season. I still think we need a backup goalkeeper. Um, next season, I think um, he'll do well. I mean, he played well on Saturday, and I did not expect that scoreline on Saturday. Um, what we need to do is try and get Tillman at a, a price not too expensive. And I would like to know what the two of you think about the weekend's Women's League. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to try and watch one of the games. I honestly think I've seen a few games this season. I think the Rangers women might just do it, and I would like to know what you think. Right, we've covered a lot of ground. Let's try and we'll do we'll whiz round those. Um, well, I we think we, you've kind of answered Robbie McCrory on the previous point. The next one Jeffrey made on the previous caller, Jeffrey Malik Tillman. You, that was interesting. He's well, back. He was back. He won the yeah. Young Player of the Year. Yeah, I don't think there is any room for financial negotiation. I think there's a a, a set price of five million pounds. Uh, take it or leave it. Uh, and Graham, the previous caller, made the point about don't bring in Butland, save money and keep McCrory. Uh, Michael Beale, although he mm. talks about having a, a very decent budget. Five million out of it will be a sizable chunk, and uh, Rangers. And the, the first person here is Tillman, because as you uh, have said, Tillman has said he's only 50 50. He doesn't know his own mind yet, and he'll be speaking to Michael Beale this week. Wonder if that's happened yet. But actually. I think it's non negotiable. Um, Rangers either pay the five million pounds or he goes back to Germany. I acknowledge this is a symbolic thing because you don't, you don't have to agree that he was. You know, it might not have been your choice for Young Player of the Year or Hughes or whoever out on the street, but he has been voted by his peers as the best young player in the country this season. Mm. <clears throat> you know, generally speaking, is is the best young player in the country someone that you are willing to to pay five million for, given that you might either have him for I don't know, next ten, twelve years, or at some point in that stage you sell him. Yeah, he's obviously impressed his his peers that are playing against him. Uh, I think he's a, a tidy footballer You know I, th- I think maybe if you look at The, the, the bigger games Where people kind of judge you He maybe hasn't done as well The likes of Cantwell had a good game At the weekend Raskin in the middle of the park Performed against Celtic there As Tillman did that In every game consistently Against Celtic I'm not so sure But he's been recognised You know And players I think players are good judges They're playing against them Week in week out 
So, yeah, it's one of the, it's an interesting one. It's a lot of money, uh, and it would be somebody that you would be wanting to play every game and be making his mark on mm-hmm. the big games. Yeah, and we're a bit pushed for time, and we're going to get stuck into this in more detail later in the week. But I do want Jeffrey's question answered because we have an unbelievable oh. title race in the SWPL. Yeah. I don't know if people are fully aware, but they should be because Glasgow City, Rangers, and Celtic can all win the league heading into the final day. Glasgow City go to Ibrox to play Rangers, and Celtic host Hearts. You're actually working at that, I believe, yes. doing the, yeah, the co commentary. Yeah. I genuinely, I, of, of any league, I, I can't remember it. A, a title race a anywhere Where three like teams can win it On the yeah, final Yeah it's day. incredible And I, I, I'd seen little bits of Celtic last week uh, Getting the great result You know it was a fantastic crowd At Celtic Park So it's And then Rangers have Have won heavily against Hearts as well since So it's It's all we play for And Yeah the title could go to One of three And two Champions League places Hugh So yeah. like they, they all need to win it as well. You know they all need to win their game For, for their own Because they're going to try and win the league anyway And It Obviously Glasgow City On the driving seat Two points clear But if it, if they Lose at Ibrox Combined with a Celtic win You're talking about A title race That's settled on goal, goal difference. difference Rangers yeah. are one Better than Celtic At the moment On the face of it Glasgow City Top of the league Even though they go into Ibrox Should have A tighter match With Rangers Than Celtic Should have against Hearts Who Are coming into that match Off the back of A 6-0 defeat From Rangers uh, and you would fancy Celtic to win uh, And perhaps by a decent margin And you would think that Glasgow City and Rangers Would be a lot closer at Ibrox That's the theory In practice it will be exactly the opposite Yeah, a very different Hearts lineup, I suspect this weekend Compared to last weekend as well So interesting times ahead Jeffrey. Thanks for bringing it up We'll take more of your calls We'll get a full time teaser up and running next Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 0141951025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. You can get in touch on Twitter, of course, as always. Much prefer you on the phone. Much prefer it. I'll do you a full time teaser, but I'll, you, I'll make it nice and easy and we'll give you a bit shorter tonight because I wanted you to crack on with something. That is far more important Than your full time teaser I can assure you of that Clyde One Super Scoreboard Supporting Mental Health Awareness Week Yes, every night on the show We've been speaking to people Organisations involved in the game That we all love But with a link to Mental Health Awareness Week And by the way, let me thank you all For your such positive feedback on that already People getting in touch Either to Maybe ask for support Or just praise the message That's been uh, Put across Because I think we all know That football can be Such a force for good I know that we spend A lot of time uh, Arguing about the bad points But it certainly can have Such a positive impact We had Joe McKee Dumbarton player On Monday Who works at charity Back on side Last night Really incredible stuff From female referee And SFA ambassador Isla Buchanan Who said Quite explicitly That football saved her life so It's that level uh, of impact that the game can have Now I'm delighted to say we're joined by David Jukes from Street Soccer Scotland How are you David, alright? I'm good thanks, how's yourself? Yes, not bad, great to speak to you David Now I appreciate that I'm probably going to ask you a question That could lead to an hour long answer And expect you to to combine it but To, uh, to condense it sorry, into a shorter version But at Street Soccer Scotland What type of mental health issues do you encounter And what sort of things do you do to try and help? 
Um, well, it's Street Soccer Scotland. We, we've obviously been going for about 14 years now, and, and over the years we've worked with people from a variety of different backgrounds, experiencing a variety of kind of complex issues and needs, you know, from homelessness, mental health, addiction, and so on. And, you know, it varies from person to person. You know, we're all we're all living in a world where we all experience mental health, but, you know, a lot of the, the stuff that we work through is maybe trauma and stuff like that, maybe someone who's had a really difficult start in life, maybe through the care system or ex- spent a, a bit of time homeless or are currently experiencing homelessness and and all the kind of trauma and uh, fear that that brings me, you know, and I think what we've always tried to do is just create a space for people to come along to, you know, whether it be, you know, we're all across Scotland and, and just creating these kind of friendly, welcoming football sessions to start off the conversation. You know, it's not about asking what issues you've got. You know, it's just about saying, right, Davey, you're a player, come in, enjoy yourself, and then start to build a relationship with some of the staff and support workers so that, you know, you can start building relationships and trust so that then we can start to say, right, well, how, how, how else can we help? Because, you know, there's a lot of people living in isolation. You know, there's a lot of lonely people out there because of their situation. They can't maybe... You might not maybe have a job or just kind of cut off from family and friends. And, you know, anxiety can build, you know, when you're spending quite a lot of time alone. You know, I'm certainly speaking from experience, you know, I can sit inside my own head sometimes. And and it's not till I'm around people and being able to chat, I can start to feel myself again. Or sometimes if there's things bothering you or there's things, you know, on your mind, you know, if you're sitting within yourself, then it becomes a whole different thing, you know, but actually being able to have that conversation, you know, the old saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. It's so true, you know, and just having that platform that people can meet up, you know, all you know, programmes of the day, people can meet up, have a chat, have a laugh, you know, and and just kind of try and get through things, you know, because life's tough for a number of reasons just now, uh, and it's important that there's an avenue for people to access relationships and, and just something to belong to. Yeah, I think that'll speak to so many people listening. What made you get involved in the first place, David? Well, I got, I mean, street soccer, as I say, street soccer started just over 14 years ago, you know, and it was through my own lived experience. I'd spent, you know, didn't have the best start in life, spent about three years homeless in Glasgow. Um, and the damage that kind of does to you in terms of self-worth and, you know, all everything else that goes with it. You know, I was, in a, I was, I was broken, uh, football was marking the way out, you know, but I met Ali Dawson, former Rangers captain, who sadly passed away not long ago. He he was running a football team to send them to the Homeless World Cup and got involved in that. And that just took me out of a place where I'd wake up, have, you know, I was living in a hostel at the time, I had nowhere to be, nothing to do, and suddenly two training sessions a week to go to, you know, and had Ali and some of the other staff there who became kind of role models and just somebody who could listen to me, you know, and I all the stuff that was going through my mind at the time and how I felt about myself, I was able just to kind of speak about that and, you know, my, my and all my experience over the last kind of 15, 20 years, you know, one of the best kind of things that's helped me and helps others is just being around people, obviously physical activity, you know, running about and playing football and all that, you get the endorphins and you feel good, but just having that safe environment where you can be yourself, you know, and I think what we've tried to do at street soccer is you know, 80% of our team have all got lived experience, so we, we hire a lot of staff who have came through the programme, so they've got that lived experience of mental health or addiction or, you know, homelessness and stuff. So when, when players come over the over the line, you know, they've got that kind of understanding and, and that lived experience, as well as a variety of other people who have worked in 
and mental health and, and so on. So, no, it's just really important that we've got a safe space to talk because the biggest challenge, particularly for men, you know, is just kind of being able to talk about it, you know, and kind of and, and have that confidence to not, you know, let anything get in the way of just actually saying how you feel. Yeah, and I really appreciate you sharing, you know, your own story, David, and I appreciate you'll have loads, I mean, literally hundreds of examples. I'm not expecting you to name names or anything, but I just wonder if there's any examples that spring to mind right now about particular people that, and, and maybe even some of the females that you, you've got involved that, that you've helped and some of the you know the issues that, that they've faced and, and perhaps the way that they've managed to turn things around with your help Yeah I mean as you say I mean, we work with two and a half thousand players across Scotland so you know there's, there's there's amazing stories of bravery and resilience you know and courage every day and you know and, and there's a variety of in terms of where people are at with mental health and stuff like that. So a lot is caused by, you know, as I say, periods of addiction, periods of homelessness where they maybe feel a bit shame and a bit of shame and kind of, you know, knee self-worth and stuff like that, which really affects their confidence, which then again affects their mental health. So, you know, it's you see, you know, often people turn up and they can't even, sometimes can't even look at, look at you in the eye and then suddenly, you know, even the, the space of a few weeks, you know, they start to grow, they start to develop and, they start taking the believe in themselves, you know, and sometimes it just takes other people to believe in you, you know, and to show you respect and, 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 and to reinforce to, to each and everybody that, you know, we're, we're all somebody and we're all worth it, do you know what I mean? And just getting that confidence back allows people to open open up and really kind of grow as pers- as people, you know, and kind of confidence and, and that obviously has a massive impact on mental health. And, and even, you know, we've had, you know, what to kind of, hospitals and stuff like that where players have came who've been getting in hospital and were under kind of long term care you know and just getting out for a couple of days even today for example I was down in Portobello in Edinburgh and with over 100 players between two sessions you know one of them was an additional support need session as well you know working with uh, guys and lassies who have got you know additional needs experience autism and stuff like that and kind of other kind of Disability, um, and but just to be able to get out, you know, most of these players are under kind of twenty-four hour care, almost, you know, and so that they're not getting out and they're not getting active as such, but just coming down to the football, you know, and just kind of running about their peers and you know getting out in the fresh air and, and and just being part of a team, you know, and that just it just builds people up, you know, and and, and it supports us, you know, and I think that as I say, there's so many stories in terms of how people have overcame certain things, you know, and people who are still. And that journey, you know, because it's not something that so oh, you're fixed. You know, sometimes, you know, mental health can stay with you, but it's about how you how you approach it and how you you know you manage it. You know, and try to keep yourself in situations where your mental health is at a kind of a kind of in a stronger place. You know, you we've all experienced COVID, sitting in lockdown and all that, and that had a massive impact on everyone's mental health. You know, and. We're trying to go out and be active and keep ourselves around people, you know, and, and, and it's just trying to kind of identify that and make sure no one's left behind and make sure everyone's got that space to come, play, belong, you know, and access support, etc. Yeah. And that's 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 the most important thing, just having somebody to speak to. Ah, brilliant, David. Look, we really, really appreciate you. As David says, Street Soccer Scotland, you can find them all over the country. If that, And there are so many good organisations out there. It's one example, but if... David, what he said has spoken to you. Get in touch with us. Get in touch with him. Look them up, uh, and uh, try and and, uh, and and speak. As David says, that's often the first step. So thank you very much, David.
No problem, pleasure Take care, that was David Jukes from Street Soccer Scotland They've been saying it all week The reason we do it, yes it's great for David to share his story And Isla to share her story last night and Joe and so on But ultimately it's about you listening Wondering if that's something that, that speaks to you And maybe, you never know Just a five minutes listening to, to the radio Maybe um, gives you the spark You need to go and try and make a bit of a change So like I say, if you need to call us even To get pointed in the right direction Please feel free to do so Hugh Keevans, just incredible to yeah. listen to David And the work that gets done Tremendously impressed by David And what he had to say Because he articulated The hard times so well He articulated so well How you go about Moving on from those hard times On this programme On a nightly basis We are obliged to address The contentious side of football The argumentative side of football But David And those who have been on earlier in the week Have reminded us that Football has a very strong therapeutic quality David has enjoyed the benefit of that And those who have been on Monday and Tuesday likewise So the street soccer Marvellous Tremendous initiative 14 years going strong And wonderful words from David uh, It's made Nadim call up certainly Hi Nadim. Hi Gordon, how you doing? Good, good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to phone up because um, it's something that's quite close to my heart, I suppose, in, in recent months because um, I, I'm the treasurer of a football club called Edinburgh Thistle um, FC and we, we're a club set up to, to help guys who are overweight and with mental health um, issues to, to, to kind of get out and about and, 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 and play football, you know, try and get fitter both physically and, and mentally. We're, we're also, I think the Warriors Premier League has been it's been showcased before in your in your programme, Gordon. So that's that's a, that's a, it's an amateur league that's set up, and we're joining that next season. So so just now we're, we're playing friendlies and we're training our Thursday night, but it's just about getting the guys out. You know, guys that are maybe stuck at home, as as Dave was saying there. You know, especially during COVID, as we know the issues that, that that's perpetuated, and and I I just feel that you know it's it's, it's not really talked about, especially within the, the the kind of male community. You know. Mental health has definitely still got a stigma attached to it. You know, you don't know chat about your feelings and things, and that that's got to change. So our club, we 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 try and change that in the small way that we can, getting guys out. You know, training on a Thursday night, playing games on a on a Sunday, um, and and we try and you know just the building that camaraderie. And it's it's become we've now got over thirty odd members in our in our, in our club. Um, I'm, I'm I'm the treasurer. I've got a committee that, that runs the club as well. And, it's just that brotherhood that's going on. Every every player's brilliant, you know. They come along, talk about uh, you know the week that they've had and and how 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 have he's doing. And we've got boys that have been that are, that are really overweight. Boys that are, you know just got overweight during COVID and want to lose weight. And and being overweight, is, you know, in itself, as, as I know well, you know that in itself brings mental health issues. Um, just being that size, but for for guys who are a bit bigger, to think you know that they can actually play. Uh, I've played football, and, and it's not something that that's a barrier to them to get out and about. Um, I think that's a, a massive release for for, for guys, you know. Yes, Nadim, I can't imagine how many people listening think that sounds like a good idea um, that you've got going on. How did you come to get involved in that? What made you get involved? Um, it was it was just through through the exposure of the Warriors Premier League. Um, so if you you know you can look at it on Facebook or on their website, it's 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 a, it's a league. It's, a, it's an amazing setup. It's a league that's set up. Um, and I actually get set up for specifically for for that purpose, Gordon. Where it's it's teams that are guys that that, that are part of a team who who uh, who are overweight and want to get fit and mental health issues and, and want to get out and about and 
and, and help um, help themselves get fitter both mentally and physically. So the league was created and it's got 12 teams running just now. The new season starts in January, so there's quite a few teams already that have um, that have that are signed up to the new season, um, including us. Um, so yeah, so you know, it's, so all I would say is it's guys that are out there that. They are struggling, you know, mental health wise and and with their physical fitness, and they want to get back into football because a lot of time it's uh, you know you maybe think you can't do that, and absolutely you know um, get in touch with clubs that are already affiliated with the with the WPL or or new clubs that are joining, for example, ourselves Edinburgh Thistle, you know, get in touch and and you know and join the and join the the kind of movement mm-hmm. towards getting fitter, you know. Brilliant, Nadim, you are a good man, and I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. That was Nadim from Livingston, and we'll take more of your calls. You can go back to the football. You can carry on that theme. You can do what you like. We'll try and speak to you next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final parts with tonight's guests, Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly. If you want to get in touch, you still can. I think we could certainly squeeze some in before the end of the show on 0141-951-1025 or Twitter over there at Clyde S. SB. We do have one big playoff game tonight. Airdrie against Hamilton. We're already twelve minutes in. Goalless. Hugh Evans. Yeah. And these this season's blown apart some of the cliches. I thought they meant to be tense affairs. We've seen goals raining in left, right, and centre in the playoffs. Well, enough for Owen Coyle to look at thirteen goals against Queens Park and think, do you know what? I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. What did you make of that? It's an old pal of yours. Yeah, did that surprise yeah. you? Um, it did, um, because I think that. You know, you, you can appreciate that the Queen's Park story uh, is going at a ferocious rate and they're possibly a, ahead of themselves at the moment. Who thought that they were going to be a game away from being a premiership, premiership club? Mm. Yeah. Uh, or, so, or, or and by the way, pure speculation, just can it be a case that you think, well, yeah, well, it's going to be tough to do that again? You know, can we actually get as close as that immediately? Yeah. And then, you know, he's done a good job this season, no doubt about that, time to just step away. They have the kind of infrastructure uh, that would make them worthy of being contenders for the Premiership, but they don't yet have the kind of playing personnel. They were too easily disposed of in the end. And perhaps Owen thought that he didn't have uh, enough time to devote to uh, the job of getting them there. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I guess nowadays, nowadays everything seems surprised. Yeah, or on one hand, it's, you just expect people to be sacked, and you think, "Oh, done yeah. a minute." What do you mean you're walking away? Sort well, I, th- of thing? I think the Queen's Park story is successful. You know, they've they've obviously got to that bit, as as Hugh says, one game away from the Premiership, uh, or two games away from the Premiership. Rather, I think it's been a success. I think it's an exciting project when you look at it, mm. uh, and I think it's going to. Keep moving forward So I was a wee bit surprised To to, to realise that Owen's Kind of walked away from it uh, Maybe there's another job there I don't know Well just to condense All the managerial chat Into one bite sized chunk Of course I think it was assumed That Callum Davidson Was going to become The, the new Dundee manager It certainly It certainly looked on I mean You'll all know that he left St Johnson yeah. um, About a month ago And People like, like I say I think expected him to, to go to Dundee But that now seems to maybe have hit a A roadblock or Well I'm surprised at that Because uh, uh, as I understand Are you suggesting that Coyle might go there? No not necessarily But well, you'd seen that suggested probably before mm. And then like I say it, it seemed like Callum Davidson was very much the front runner yeah. And now it looks like there, there's at least a an issue there 
Well, talks were supposedly at an advanced stage, uh, and I thought Callum would have been a, a, a good choice. Uh, you can't knock a man who's won two cups with a club like St Johnson, who'd only won cup in their entire existence prior to that. Uh, so I'm slightly surprised that there's now an element of doubt. Um, but they are in the Premiership, and Gordon Strachan at Dundee and the, the, the people in the board there, uh, they really have to make the right decision. Dundee are always referred to as the yo-yo club, mm. and they, they want a they want greater chance. Up. Yeah. So, if it's not to be Callum, then it will be a manager of Owen Coyle's calibre that they will go after. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, still goalless then in that playoff game. Airdrie and Hamilton. We've passed the fifteen-minute mark, and that one's at Airdrie. Remember. Um, let's hear from Brian Graham I did say at the oh. top of the show We would play this uh, He says he's still angry About the Covid relegation In 2020 He hopes that promotion this year Will prove a point to those Who were part of that decision If you can go and do it It'd be fantastic Because especially The amount of things That have happened to me In my time at Partick Thistle That It's not just been a plain sailing There's been bumps along the way Unfairly relegated Now we find ourselves in a position Where we're fighting to get to the Premier League So it's been a roller coaster journey, but it's one that I'm relishing and one I want to keep going. I think there's a growing anger within that you want to go and prove people wrong. I think we did that when we won League One. Now we want to go one better and get to the Premier League and shove two fingers up everybody that shafted us. Wow, <laughs> things you don't often hear on yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Scoreboard. But you know, if that's his motivation, then fine. You know, anger is a form of motivation. Revenge is a form of motivation. Uh, I didn't expect the, 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 the league being called early to come into the conversation But it is clearly in Brian Graham's mind And it obviously will be in the minds of uh, other people associated with Partick Thistle I just happen to think that they are capable of beating Air United at uh, Firhill on Friday night And uh, setting up a magnificent second leg at Somerset Park uh, So... As I say, if Brian Graham is motivated by anger and a thirst for revenge, well, on the park, that'll be good for him. Yeah, that's the thing. Everybody's got their own style, I suppose, Sam. I have no idea. I don't, there's a reason I'm in here. It doesn't strike me as the type of thing that would motivate me as an individual. But if you're a player, how important is it to find something, find, find a cause? You know, if, if it is anything that gives you that extra yeah, edge. You, you've got to. You've got to have that kind of wee incentive or. Bit of motivation uh, I would suggest Motivation Is enough In sure. trying to get up Yeah Absolutely For Partick to, to bounce back uh, As Brian says there It's not been plain sailing for them But they've got some good players At Partick None more so than, than Brian Getting Numerous goals mm-hmm. That have helped their campaign And I fancy them Against there And then obviously They have to go and do it again But it's it's an opportunity That's what my focus would be on The, the, the prize at mm-hmm. the end of the End of the season Since it is awards week You'll have to get past Dipoak and Yemi The championship yeah. player of the year Did you What about that colleague of yours Did you see the speed At which Roger Hanna moved yeah. To get a selfie With Dipoak and Yemi Is the man no self-respect No Shameful <laughs> Supposed to be a respected figure In the Scottish media Mind you Did he shake hands with Ange Postico Nah I noticed I must admit You're, you're delighted with that aren't you Yeah he had just been in the toilet as well I hope you washed him <laughs> I saw you That's exactly where you were going Um but yeah, did you enjoy your evening? I thoroughly enjoyed the, the evening Half uh, a glass of red, drinking uh, moderation and up the road at a sensible uh, time Per course uh, And 
uh, you know, I think all of the decisions were the correct ones. Uh, I was only sorry that uh, the special merit award, which went to Sir Alec Ferguson, uh, had to be accepted on his behalf. Yeah. I'd like to have crossed swords with so Sir Alex, Alex once, one more time, uh, but uh, he is uh, taking it easy at the minute. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think we're pretty much uh, there. I'm enjoying this, by the way. It's played at a nice pace. This got the road and watched that. And I know there's another big game on. Have you but seen come on. this surface? Have you actually walked across That's this a surface? very good astro surface. So some of the players seem to be finding difficulty keeping their feet. Well, that may well be the case. But I did walk on it, actually. I'm glad you asked. Um, at Airdrie quite last good, week. Good. Very good. In terms of <coughs> it's new, it's, new yeah. it's been relayed. It's got. It's got it's got a pile on it if you like you know the way it's meant to be it's you know some of the ones that maybe are played closer to the top flight of Scottish football have yeah. become a bit flat over yeah. the years and yes. and maybe need refreshed that's a new one yeah this it looks, looks quite lush um, it looks pretty good mm. um, I must admit still obviously I think we all know the real thing if you can get a good grass pitch um, it is incomparable but as far by by our standards that ain't too bad anyway at, at least it looks like a grass pitch but unlike Libby and Coman it looks like corrugated iron well, that's part of it isn't it I know you the priority is, is how it plays how it reacts but if you know if games are going to be in TV it, it, it's nice to look good yeah of course, marketing yeah. and all that carry on anyway I think that's us pretty much out of time it is still goalless between Airdrie and Hamilton so we'll keep an eye on that one You've just heard from Brian Graham We'll move towards Partick Air United As we try and get closer To finding out Who's going to be In the top flight Next season But who knows What tomorrow will bring Maybe we'll start hearing From some of the managers And players Ahead of another big weekend In the Scottish Premiership And beyond So thank you As always Really appreciate you Getting in touch tonight Whether that was on the phone Or on Twitter And those of you Who just listened Patiently uh, without getting in touch We appreciate every single one of you Thank you We are back tomorrow at 6 o'clock With your usual Thursday night duo Of Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Turned up in his slippers last night they're, Honestly no. There's just always Who, who did? Who Come on Daz Of course Slippers Something wrong with his feet Right apparently <laughs> Oh I was complaining about that The other week exactly. Too much golf I, 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 Too much golf I went past a Shiropodist today And then thought of him And that, that just shouldn't be happening to your day Anyway He's back tomorrow uh, With Mark With Mark Wilson And Callum is up next